it's time to venture into the filmverse, a movie fan podcast where we dive into the vast expanses of cinema and report our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today, on the 18th episode of Into the Filmverse, we'll be discussing the Harrison Ford classic Blade Runner, 1957's war drama Bridge on the River Kwai, and various content we watch throughout the week. If you want to see our reviews on any of the films we'll be discussing about today or our thoughts on other movies, be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. You can find me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews. Mitch is spelled with a Y, M-Y-T-C-H. And you can find me, Bryce, at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, actually, no. Let's start with the good news. Sorry, I looked at the, I looked at the, I, other I looked one. At I the second one and I was like, I was oh, I didn't but, know about this. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so what? what is some good news in, in the world of Marvel? Uh, Deadpool. We got an update on Deadpool. Um, Kevin Feige was recently doing an interview with Collider, and he said that uh, Deadpool is confirmed to be rated R and in the MCU. I am surprised um, because I figured if they were going to put him in the MCU, they would have knocked him down to a PG-13 rating. However, nah, I mean, they're going to keep him in the MCU and keep him rated R. I don't know how this is going to work be, Work with him dropping F-bombs next to the Avengers, but we'll see, I guess. Oh, it's going to be fucking hilarious, because you're going to see, like, hilarious, yeah. all the other characters are going to be stuck on the PG-13 side. I think so, yeah. And he's going to be rated R, Here's, so he's going to see, like, yeah. Spider-Man and be like, what the fuck is up, Peter Parker? And he's going to be like, guys, I, I, don't, I don't think I can say that word. <laughs> I don't think I can say that word. Yeah, no, I, I really think that... Uh, he, oh, my God, do the references to the uh, X-Men movies, holy shit. Yeah, I really don't know what they could do with so many things that Ryan Reynolds posted on his uh, Instagram. Like, I'm gonna catch the catch the fucker who killed Bambi's mom. Dude, I can't I can't believe this because honestly, like, I just picture him being like, yeah, you know, like, uh, fucking, he's just like making things like um, Patrick Stewart references, and everyone's just like, yeah, I know Patrick Stewart's a really good actor, and he's like, no, 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 guys, Professor X, Professor X, and they're like, no, he's a good actor. He's like, no, 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 Professor X. <laughs> So this is what uh, Kevin Feige said in an interview with Collider. He said, it will be rated R. We're talking about Deadpool. And we are working on a script right now. And Ryan's overseeing a script right now. Thank God. It will not be filming this year, he said. Ryan is a very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've already announced that we now have to make. But it's exciting to have it begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU. And Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. So to me, it sounds like they're kind of reinventing what Deadpool is just a tiny bit. You can't really reinvent Deadpool per se. I mean, but it's, a, it's good. It sounds more like a soft reboot than yeah, like anything. Soft, but it's still like going to have Ragnarok. still going to have to read the uh, you know references. What I think is that they're going to do it because you know um, Deadpool in the first two films it was a very grounded character, and I want to say grounded as far as it was. An Very origin story. simple stories. Yeah, but and you, and you think about it when you reference Deadpool. I don't know if you've ever played the PS3 game or um, or even just read some of the comics. He's very more aloof and makes more jokes and just seems more like off the wall kind of like kind of bullshit. Yeah, he doesn't have like something that keeps him you know human. He just he just seems very like what the fuck are you on man like constantly. And I think <laughs> that's where they're going to dive more into. I think he's going to become more of. Uh, Deadpool as I think pop culture before Deadpool kind of knew him. I'm excited for that. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for Deadpool in general. Yeah, me too. Um, it's so nice to finally hear progress on it. Dude, I know. I just was, <laughs> I was, and yeah, that and with, um, you know, hopefully that means the rest of X-Men is sort of, uh, close behind that. I'm okay with I would not, say honestly. Like, give me Deadpool first. Focus on the X-Men. Like, get him right. Yeah, exactly. Before you just be like, here's our X-Men. It's like, okay, well, the shitty, uh, the shitty alternate... <laughs> timelines what's better <laughs> but better exactly 
Um, and, okay, speaking of more Marvel, sort of, I mean, I guess it's Marvel, but not MCU. Um, Morbius, Sony's new... I mean, it might be Spider MCU. Venom verse movie. I don't even know a Venom type movie. I don't know if it's even considered the same universe. It's a Venom esque. It's like a Venom universe. There's Spider Man universe they're creating without Spider Man. Um, <laughs> Sony universe of Marvel characters. Morbius <laughs> has been delayed seven months. Um, this so comes from Variety. It's going to come out in 2022 in like February. Uh, no, October to fall. Oh, well, I'm not good with so that. It okay. was supposed to come out in March. Then it moved to October. Wait, when does that mean Venom's going to come out? Because I thought Venom was supposed to come out in October. They haven't said. That one's moving, but I'm sure it's going to move soon, too. Because if they... I mean, I'm cool with whatever. Fuck it. I just... I, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just... At this point, I'm just like... I'm not even surprised. I just... I just want to start seeing movies again. Venom 2... Is slated for a June 25th release. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know if that's going to move or not. I don't know. Because uh, it might... Ma- it, I don't know if it matters if you see one or the other before. So. I doubt it. I don't... I, I don't know. I mean, they have some speculation that they're interconnected, but we don't know. I mean, they're probably going to be loosely interconnected, but I would say Morbius is the one that's probably going to be more um, connected to the Spider-Verse than anything with with uh, Michael Keaton. Right, exactly. So I guess we'll find out. Um, sad to hear, but, you know, um, there are... Well, I wasn't going to bring this up yet, but um, since it's rumored, but also it's pretty much confirmed that uh, No Time to Die is also going to be pushing again. <laughs> Um, to I just watched fall. Spectre and Skyfall. I know, yeah, but I, I'll probably uh, leave that for a topic before it before it it'll probably be come out this rest of this week um, sometime. That's so sad, actually, because I'm like I finally know what's happening, and then it's like push. I'm like well, now I'm kind of excited. Like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> you're gonna have to basically wait till the end of the year for that one too. Again, so that's whatever. I mean, it's not surprising because these films were gonna come out in March, and so at this point, it's like. They're still we're kind still, of in the, we're like, just rolling yeah. out the COVID vaccine. Meanwhile, uh, HBO Max is like, we'll put them in theaters. We're still getting money either way. Fuck it. Yeah, HBO Max and that their little little things. Their little things they do. Um, well, finger guns. That was finger guns. <laughs> well, that was all for the movie news this week. Um, and with our most recent movie news dissected and spun into dutiful discussion, we move on to our movie night film. Each Monday, we watch an Oscar-winning film alternating between the newer and older years. This week, uh, Bryce, and I say Bryce because normally it's we, but I didn't come this time, so um, they watched 1957's Bridge on the River Kwai. To be fair, we weren't supposed to watch this, Mitchell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was supposed to be my pick because, you know, uh, we would all, we would sometimes, you know, do picks with, with our friend group, um, and mine was going to be Rush Hour, but I didn't think anybody was going to show up, so I decided not to come, but then... It's okay. We watched the movie anyway. Yeah, they watched the movie anyway, so... <laughs> filled my I filled my um, hole... But, uh, Bryce, what was your consensus of uh, Bridge and River Kwai? It's okay. It's a little long. It's two hours and 40 minutes long. That's long. Um, they, had, uh, they had multiple characters, so I'll go, I'll go over like some of this. First off, it's directed by David Lean. I know you don't know who that is, but he directed Lawrence of Arabia, an Oliver Twist movie, Summertime, you know, a few films I've seen. So when I saw David Lean was the director, I was like, oh, okay, I got some faith in this. I swear I just saw that guy's name somewhere, but anyways. Lawrence of Arabia. No, I know, but well, maybe it was when I was putting the poster stuff together. I don't know, but I swear uh, I, I don't. David know. Lean. Yeah, because da- David Lean, I'll go. Oh, that's why I saw it because I thought it was Kira. I, for some reason, for some reason, I thought Kurosawa, uh, Kira Kurosawa directed this film. I don't know why, but I thought he did. And so when I was looking it up, and I thought it was that guy. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, okay. So some movies I've seen by David Lean before we get into Bridge River Cry. I've seen In Which We Serve, which uh, was a 1942 Best Picture nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, Brief Encounter, which was a uh, another. 
was nominated for the Academy Award Best Director that year. Uh, Great Expectations, which was another one for nominated Academy Award for Best Director. Okay. Uh, Oliver Twist, which was uh, nominated for some BAFTA stuff for British film. Yeah. Um, another one is Summertime, which was nominated for Academy Award for Best Director. Wow. <laughs> the Bridge on the River Kwai, which, as we know, won Best Picture for 1957. Lawrence of Arabia, which we know won Best Picture in, 1957, in 1962. Uh, Dr. Zivagio, which was nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture. Well, So, like, he's got some, like... He's got some shit under his belt. Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, so, a lot of stuff that people mentioned quite a bit. So I mean, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of stuff people really like. A lot of award-nominated stuff. But um, uh, Bridge of the River Kwai stars Alec Guinness, who you will know as old Obi-Wan Kenobi and A New Hope. Oh. And the original Star Wars trilogy. Obi. Younger is kind of weird because um, this is 1957. Star Wars came out in 1977, so he's 20 years younger than he was in that film. So he's in his 40s, hmm. which is whack. Um, so he is a... British commanding officer mm-hmm. who is taken to a Japanese prisoner of war camp during the 1940s. Okay. And he and his battalion are basically like, it starts off, he shows up and they're just like, everyone has to work on this bridge. Commanders and everyone, they all have to work on this bridge. And he's like, nah, dude, that's against the Geneva Convention. Officers don't work. He's like, I'm good, bro. And so they put him in a metal box and keep him in there for days. Gets checked out by the doctor. They're like, yeah, you know, if you uh, if you keep him in there, he's going to die. And then the commanding officer's like, I don't give a fuck. He won't do what I say. Fuck him. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of his troops are just fucking around on the bridge and not getting anything done. Because, like, there's no commanding officer. There's no discipline. They don't give a fuck. Like, they're already prisoners of war. What's the worst that can happen? They die? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's fair. But uh, there's this... Here's another thing. So there's this um, this character. His name is William Holden. Um, That sounds familiar. He, I think he's been in some stuff. I don't really know. Uh, he plays Major Shears or Lieutenant Commander Shears. He has a bunch of stuff goes on, but he um, basically is in the movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Attempts escape, gets shot, or gets gets shot at, falls in the river, and they presume he's dead. And then you don't see him again for another forty minutes. And then just te- just like it'll periodically go up to Did like see his the body? story. No, because he's still alive. Like, no you body. know he lives. Oh, okay. But like he just shows up every like twenty minutes to be like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, he's still alive. That's literally all his point is. Well, he's also becomes like this team to like go blow up the bridge and rescue the prisoners of war kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so he yeah, so he's just a background character for me. Like I didn't, I forgot he was in the movie all the time. Hmm. Alec Guinness definitely takes the shining role as this guy who's just like he basically tells his people like, well, we made prisoners of war, but we're gonna build a goddamn good bridge. We gonna build that good, and, like, good bridge. He t- ends up taking like becoming more like the commanding officer of the Japanese yeah. and being like. Even to the point at the end of the film, he tries to stop them from blowing up the bridge because he took so much pride in that bridge hmm. that he didn't want to blow it up. Now, I will say I really enjoyed this movie. It had good pacing. It had some good action scenes. The stuff with Shears kept coming up, and I was like, I don't know what the – I don't give a fuck about this. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why this is in the movie. I don't I don't care. Like, he just, he's not that important. I mean, he is a quote-unquote important, but he's not, like, the main – like, Alleganis is definitely the main character. Right. But he's just like um, – yeah, so the ending sucks. I would say the last five minutes, I was sitting there and Skylar and I were watching it, and I was like, I feel like this is about to be the most unsatisfying ending for this story. Oh, so you said the ending's like, oh, I hate that. Non- like, that is to me is the biggest thing, endings of movies, because you can have a, like, let's just say your movie is just mediocre, right? You have a good ending, then it goes, your movie goes up to good. But if you have like a mediocre movie and it's bad, then it's a bad movie. So it's just like. Yeah, dude, like, okay, so you want me to spoil how this ends? Sure. They all die. All the characters, the main characters, they all die. 
See, and that could be that but could it be. Dies oh, you because, mean like all the prisoners of war? No, like they they're fine. But like the well, like Alexander's character, William Holden's character, uh, this other guy that that's like there, and he's like trying to blow it up but Alec Guinness gets him killed mm-hmm. because he's like no this is I'm my bridge I took pride in this and then he realizes like holy shit that guy just died that was on my team what have I done and then he tries to blow up the bridge and gets shot and falls on the plunger and dies and literally like everybody dies like all the main characters die that is not good that was like this is the most shittiest ending in the world <laughs> yeah I mean I guess I don't know if I invest two hours and 40 minutes into that film and then that's the ending I'd probably be pretty yeah, I was like, too. all right, whatever. I mean, the rest of it was all right, but like, really, I will say though, it is based on a true story. Well, I didn't know that, but uh, it's very heavily changed, and a lot of people that back in 1957 when this came out were very criticism. That's about always it. the thing when they say based on a true story. You're like, how much accurate is it actually? Really though? Yeah, no. Apparently, um, they weren't trying to finish the bridge, and like in this movie, it shows like Nicholson is like trying to finish the bridge. He's like, we're British, we take pride. But in real life, the commanding officer that Nicholson is based off of was like trying to get was trying to sabotage it as much as he fucking could. Wow. So I mean, it, it's okay. It's a good watch. I would say it's definitely something I'd watch again, but not anytime soon. You know what you should do? And I just thought of this randomly. You should do a ranking of every Best Picture winner. Like I have one on Letterbox. Oh well, then you just pay, <laughs> not paying attention. Apparently, I get a good look. That's pretty cool. I need. To, I should do that too. Um. I mean, I've seen exactly 50% of the Best Picture winners now. Wow. I've done good. You have done good. That's awesome. Very proud of it. But yeah, it's a, it was an okay watch. I would say it's a little long. Yeah. It's, on the, it's on the long side. It shouldn't be as long as it is, but it, it is what the deeds. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> well, with that down, we venture onto some of our weekly movie although, watches. Although before we get on this, I should probably mention that next Monday, Skylar and I are going to like watch a fuck ton. Oh, yeah. Skylar so. and friends. <laughs> Yeah, I think next Monday they're gonna uh, fly through as many of those we can, so that'd be fun to see. I'm on vacation right now, so me and Skyler are just gonna like zoom because nobody shows up for the old movie, so we're like, we really don't. Now. We'll just we'll Ball just watch game. them all on our own. <laughs> exactly. Um. So with well, like I said, uh, some of our weekly movie watches. Um. You watched uh, a few couple of films. I watched this a lot of. Well, movies. sorry. You watched a lot of movies. I'm doing good. What, I'm at fifty is, now. Fifty movies and what is? Oh, well, I guess technically. Well, yeah, but 50 movies in, in, in only a short amount of time here in January. I've done good. You have done good. That's <laughs> impressive. Um, but a few of the ones that you wanted to talk about. Um, oh, wait so a excited. minute. Okay, before I... Actually, I'm going to have you talk. Is News of the World the one with Tom Hanks? Yes. Oh, you did watch that. Where How did you watch that? I watched it yesterday in the theaters. You watched it in theaters without me. <laughs> I, was, I, I, told I thought you, that I was... I told you we were going on a date. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. For some reason, I thought it was a later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, fast. I don't have to talk about News of the World if you want to watch it. No, I do. Talk about it. I don't. I don't want to talk about it if you want to watch it. But talk about it. Is it good? It just okay. News of the World. Give me your okay. consensus of it. It's a little slow. I won't talk about any like. Uh, I won't talk about any major things. Anything, yeah, but it's a, it's a little slow. It, some things drag on, but the story is so solid that it makes the movie worth watching. Like there's some okay, really heartfelt move, moments. There's a lot of like. A lot of the struggles he go through is just like Mother Nature, people. I mean, it's just it's simple stuff, mm-hmm. but it's so good. That's good. Although I will say, halfway through the movie, two people got up and left the theater, and Jaden and I were like, "But it's why? not even that bad? <laughs> like, it's really good." Okay, that's good to know. I whenever I, um, I mean, I don't mind hearing reviews and stuff like that before I go into movies, just because I feel like as long as like all the reviews aren't like this is terrible, don't go see it. Like for example. 
I watched. Uh, sorry, I was going to watch. Uh, I, I, I forgot what the name. Uh, we can be heroes. I think that's what it's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one with the new show. The one where the guy's character's name is Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna watch it, but there was overwhelmingly negative reviews, and plus the fact that I learned that Shark Boy and Lava Girl were only in it for like forty not, seconds. Forty seconds. I didn't even have any one. I don't think Shark Boy had any dialogue. Basically. No, he didn't. So I was like, oh, well, that's the only reason I wanted to watch it in the first place. But that's my thing, though, is, like, for the most part, like, as long as, like, even if you said you disliked it, I probably would still be like, all right, I probably still go check it out. Cause no, I really, like, I was, like, teetering on three and a half to four, but I, I gave it the four star because I got, like, near the like, near the end, it had me choking up. And I was oh, like, good. all right, the ending, yeah, I mean, the ending was solid, predictable, but solid. Predictable, solid. Yeah, that's good. Well, that is good to hear. I mean, I'll be sure to check that out. Um, like I said, News of the World is in theaters right now. It's a new Tom Hanks film. Our um, theaters just opened up, so like, it is. I'm yeah. so excited. We're like, can we go see three movies this weekend? Because it probably be closed down next weekend. <laughs> Reclose them down. Yeah, on Saturday we're watching One Night in Miami. My wife and I in theaters, so we're really excited about that. I'll probably, I think I might just watch it on HBO Max. I know no. I'm very well, much it's on of Amazon, a, not HBO Max. Oh, it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime movie. If it's in 4K, then I'll see it on Amazon Prime. But if it's not, then I'm just going to the theater. I was like, it's one, of those movies, it's one of those movies I was like, I have to see this in theaters. It's in theaters. Like, it's only in theaters for a week. Like, Yeah, it's weird because I'm normally the person that would be like, I need to see this in theaters. Like, you know, I see movies in theaters, but now I'm just like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. But, um, <laughs> You're like, I can see it for free. <laughs> so you are working through, um, I don't exactly Letterboxes Top 100 Animated Films. Yep. I'm currently at about 50%. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Which, and you just finished the top 100 IMDb's, right? No, I've finished the top 100 box office Mojo movies. Okay, sorry, I get those. I get all. Those, I know those they're all up. like they're all like the same sounding. But uh, yeah, okay, the box office that's the one that's made the most money. Yeah, sure. So that one. So that's why I had to watch 2012. Oh because yeah, apparently people saw that Twilight. But <laughs> <laughs> only the last one. <laughs> only the last one, right? Which is weird. Because that's like, that's like one of the worst ones. Anyways, it was it was horrible. Um, but now you're on to the animation films of Letter for Letterbox, and you watched a film called Anna Mona Lisa. Oh my god, dude, this movie is so fucking weird. Yeah, you showed me um, a clip of it, or I just said this is creepy, and I don't no, want to no, watch. That this. was that was Mary Max. They are all creepy. Let's be honest. Okay, so this movie is about a god. What the hell is a community service spokesperson kind of thing? He would go, he'd go do de- TED talks. Mm-hmm. So he's in te- he's in this town. And he goes to do his TED talk, and he's in the hotel. And it's kind of weird because most of this movie takes place in his hotel. Okay. And he he's basically he's like depressed. He calls up an ex, and meets her, and he's like, you know, um, you know, we were good. We he was having he's having like trouble. Like everyone, there's three actors in this film. Okay, well, you, well, and by actors, they're all no three actors, but they're claymation, so it's not actors. It's I know, just... but there's three voice actors in this whole movie. Oh wait, there are more than three characters though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so a, we have, so we have same Professor Lupin playing the main character. Oh, Lupin? The the actor who played Professor Lupin. I don't know his name off the top of my head. I don't either. Uh, this girl... I feel like I should. I don't, I don't know who her, what her name is off the top of my head. But and then there's uh, Tom Newton. Tunin? Newton? Oh, my God. I'm like, I, I, it was such a good movie, but I can't remember the three people that played in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like there's only three i should i should definitely be able to memorize three people uh it is tom noonan or david lewis lewis thulis david thulis jennifer jason lee and tom noonan that's all that's in this movie uh jennifer jason lee you will know from uh the hateful eight (laughs) i didn't i just realized that anyways um okay yeah but uh so 
David Thewlis plays Michael Stone, the promotional spokesperson or TED Talk person by Community Service. Mm-hmm. Jennifer oh, Jennifer Jason Lee plays Lisa Hesselman, who is important. And okay. then Tom Noonan play, voices everybody else. Everybody else. Everybody else. That's that's the character I learned about. You see, everyone else. That's the everyone else. <laughs> wow. I mean, so so. Uh, I mean, how I mean, how was it? Take me through like okay. your journey. He he shows up in this hotel, and at first, like I was watching, I was like, everyone's fucking voice like sounds the same. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. But that's part of the thing. So the guy basically views everyone as the same person. No one's unique. Okay. So oh, in okay. his so it's, mind, it's specifically t- tailored is, towards there's a reason why there's only yes. Okay. So in his mind, everyone sounds the same because no one's unique. That's interesting. No, no one, no one feels different to him. That's so he's going through and he meets these these two girls. He opens like he's like knocking in the room because he's like, "What the fuck? Like who? Like I just saw this person." And he talks in this room and there's two people and they're like, "Oh, he came here to see her, like to hear his spot talk. We've been in community service for years, whatever." But one of them sounds different. Oh, that's interesting. I like so, that. So he's like, I want you to come with me to my room kind of thing, you know? So they go to the room, and of course, she's like, well, why don't you want hers? Everyone likes her more. And he's like, well, I like you. I like your voice, right? Because her voice is different compared to everybody else's. They sleep together, of course, you know. Which, by the way, this is when I realized this is not in a kid film. <laughs> that's when you realized this is not a kid film. They're having sex. Well, no. Okay, so first, like earlier in the film, he was in a shower, and he comes out, and you have full-on nudity. And I was like, this is claymation. Like, holy fuck. Weird, dude. <laughs> and I was like, it's not made for kids. Because <laughs> normally not... when you think animated, you think of kids. That is true. Generally, like, they're kid films. That's why they're animated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. But uh, anyway, so there's a couple things first. I should run through first. First off, he goes to a sex shop, drunk as fuck, because he's looking for a toy for his son. And on the window outside, it says toys. So he's drunk oh and God. he's like, toys, yes. And goes in and he's like... Yeah, I'm looking for a toy for my son, and his like the co- worker's like, yeah, and you know, uh, he's like, yeah, but this doesn't seem like one of those shops. And he's like, no, man, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I think you went to the wrong one. And then um, he buys this robotic Japanese thing. I say thing because it's like robotic and shit. It's weird. It's fucking weird. But that's funny later, so I'll get into that. But anyway, so he meets with this Lisa girl, and they got they sleep together. He has a nightmare. Now, first, I didn't know this was a nightmare. He gets a phone call. They're like, hey, the general manager wants to come see, wants you to come down and see him. He's like. All right, you know, whatever, fuck it, sure, whatever, I don't know, I'll go, fine. He goes down there, and the general manager's like, we saw you had a lady in your room last night. No, it's not our business. We are known for discreetness. But I must say that I don't like, I don't want you to be with her. He's like, mind your fucking business. He's like, well, I, want you to, I want you to be with me. I love you, Michael. And he's like, I'm leaving, and just turns around. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. And then, like, it's a nightmare because, like, he's like, you can have anybody else up here. And, and like, there's, like, a bunch of receptionists because it's a nightmare, and they're like, I want you to fuck me, Michael. And he's just like, oh, God. And it's like, he goes, like, find this Lisa. Fuck me, Michael. And he goes up there and, like, Lisa, Lisa's like, what's going on? He's like, we got to leave. We got we to gotta fucking leave. Everyone's trying to fuck me. <laughs> but that's, what, just, that's what it's like to be baller. It's just a baller <laughs> simulation. Okay. And this is, this is another great thing. So he wakes up. And he's talking with Lisa, and he's like, I'm going to leave my wife. I'm going to marry you. And Lisa's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, okay. Like, it's moving so fast, but okay. I've never done anything like this before. And then this is when my, like, this is the final 30 minutes of the film. My mouth was fucking open for the whole 30 minutes. Her voice starts morphing. Into a regular voice? Into everyone else's. No. Because the excitement of the situation is gone. Dude, that's deep. And she's like, her voice is changing, and he's staring at her. She's like, is something wrong? He's like, 
No, no, everything everything's great. Yeah, this I just is, don't care anymore. Wonderful. <laughs> he does like the showing, and he like has a mental breakdown on stage, and leaves, and then like he never goes back to her. Never goes back to Lisa. Goes back to his wife, and shows up, and his wife's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" He's like, "I don't even know who anybody is." Like she throws a surprise party, but she doesn't. He doesn't recognize anyone because they all look the same. And then, he I bet did, you sit there after that film and you're just like, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> But he gives his son This is a funny part He gives his son that toy And his son's like This is a doll This is a doll This is a girl's toy It's a doll And then his wife's like Michael What's that What's that coming out of the doll's mouth It's a semen He's like I don't I don't fucking know Mommy what's semen It's a liquid Nothing Why the fuck is there semen Coming out of the doll's mouth <laughs> so <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah It's um, yeah, it's a weird fucking movie I really liked it uh, But you know the movie That came out Last year I want to say it was last year That it was directed by the same dude What? I'm thinking of ending things Oh yeah I tried watching that I, know, I didn't like that one I didn't, I didn't like that one I like this one This one I mean, was this good. one seems interesting I mean just the concept alone I mean I think maybe he just toys That, that director likes to toy with ideas And concepts outside of the He, yeah, he I, likes I internal struggles Right But I was really into Animal Lisa And then it was like I'm sure the last could, 20 minutes, as soon as her voice started morphing, I was like, oh, fuck. Plus, I'm sure that, that claymation could probably... Um, you could do more with animated. Yeah, but not only that, but I think it, it plays well towards that type of psyche, I feel like. Rather than trying to have just brave people sound all the same, I think I think just the fact that it was claymation that might have helped that a little bit. Yeah, dude, it was so, it was so good. It was so good. Um, So you also watched a movie called A Town Called Panic. I went into this one blind. <laughs> just straight up, you're just like, all right. Yeah, I was like, it was like... Yeah, it's on Amazon, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> like anything, just it was just the like the title or what that popped out. I'm gonna show you the poster for people not okay, um, because the poster also got me, but I was really like, you know, it was like, it just looked it looked wacky. Oh yeah, that does look wacky. <laughs> it's just like people standing on a horse. I mean, animated people standing on a horse. But okay, oh, and so, I guess this is part of that list, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but you ready for this? It started off and it was like cowboy and Indian are the characters' names because they're toy cowboy oh Indians, right? And I was like, all right, but this is a French film, so I was like, all right, cool. And they uh, they go downstairs and they're like cheval, cheval, and I was like horse, and the horse gets horse? up and goes what? And I was like, oh my god, it's a fucking talking horse, it's Charlie. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, this movie's gonna be fucking whack. Was it cool? It was fucking weird. Like it, it's like robot chickenness. Oh, I love our watch kids. Like fun. it's it's so fucking weird to me. Like it, the story is basically um, cowboy and Indian forget horse's birthday, and they order they they're gonna make him a fire pit, like a barbecue pit, like a barbecue thing. And so they order fifty million bricks on accident. They put the fifty million bricks and they try to hide it from horse, right? Because you know you're not supposed to order shit online like fifty million bricks. What the fuck are you gonna do with fifty million bricks? <laughs> Why do you need bricks for? You know where they hide these bricks? Hmm. On top of the house. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. It destroys the house. Well, of course it does. Like in the middle of the night, it's just like, thump, and breaks the fucking house. And horse is like, where the fuck are all these bricks from? And he picks up a piece of paper. And he's like, who the hell ordered 50 million bricks? And they're like, not me. No, not me either. It's, it's so what is this? <laughs> it sounds and like then, uh And then they start using the bricks to build the house, to like rebuild their house, right? But every night, the walls keep getting stolen. By who? See, people. Oh my god! <laughs> what in the world? 
Yeah, that does sound like some sort of like so... whack shit. People are like, let's just put something together, bro. Sea people? Yeah, yeah, put that in. And then they go on this adventure to find the sea people. And they end up finding Horse's house underneath the fucking ocean. What? Yeah, and they go to like the North Pole and there's like a penguin snowball throwing machine that they meet with scientists. Like, it's fucking weird, dude. The movie's fucking weird, but I laugh right. so much. Yeah, I mean, that sounds kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it sounds fun to watch. I was like, oh my God, I need this in my collection, but you can't find it on Blu-ray. <laughs> no, it's just DVD or what? Yeah, it's just DVD, but it's like 40 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not paying 40 bucks for something I can watch for free. Damn, that's a lot of money. But I was like, God, this is fucking good. <laughs> that sounds funny. I, I it's like not that. even like, it's not even like, in concept, it's not a good film. It does not have a good story. Right. But just but the, the shit in the film. Yeah, just the way it plays out. Because Horse it. is trying to like, get, he's, he's like in love with this other horse. Who's like a teacher, and so he like takes piano lessons, but he can't get to the lessons because every single time she calls, he's like in a situation like crawling up a crater or something because he's trying to hear this fucking bricks back. Have to get the candy the, out, Charlie like, Candyman. They're like, horse, are you gonna come to piano lesson today? He's like climbing a mountain. He's like, yeah, I'll be there soon. I'm on my way. <laughs> in the world. How long is this film? An hour and a half. Yeah. My God. Or it's uh, an hour and fifteen minutes. My God, <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it sounds fun, but it's like a it's like a giant animated robot chicken special. It's so fucking funny, just like wacky shit after wacky. It's shit. so funny. There's like a police guy, and he arrests this dude and throws him in a shed, and the shed turns into a prison. Like just immediately, it's like he throws him in the shed. It's like prison. It's like all right. He's like and now he's locked up for good. His wife's like no. Oh my god, that yeah, sounds that sounds like a fun time, a, a rocky time. It's so fucking dumb, but I had so much fun with it. Well, that is awesome. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what other um kind of animated movies you get to watch there. And you got a lot of studio Ghibli films. Oh, watch. dude, so many fuck. I've seen three movies about Hiroshima. Animated films. Uh huh. About Hiroshima. Weird. Uh huh. That is interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but speaking of interesting, um, right behind us we have the Criterion Criterion Collection. Um, Bryce's own. Okay, personal copies um and i know you've been starting starting a uh a new episode or, or uh, I a, guess new, a new series, series. i know series. we talked about this last week um i uh i recorded it he's like it's <laughs> coming don't worry i, re- I recorded not, it I it's really short i just gotta add some clips into it i'm just like personally i'm not really a big fan of how it came out but i'm like sure. i gotta put it out anyway i gotta get started somewhere <laughs> um but we have a obviously a new series called criterion critique that, that bryce runs um i don't know if you want to Tell people what I thought about a little bit. Uh, we're gonna be. Re- I'm gonna be going through all the new releases from Criterion and reviewing them as they come out or trying to. Uh, the Louis Bonnell set that came out last week is taking a minute because three films and. Right. It's. I'm not a big fan. Like I'm. A, I like the films, but I'm not like blown away by them. So I'm like very much like I don't. I don't really want to. I don't really want to do it. <laughs> like here, I guess have this. Have this video about here's a, Louis Bonnell. Here's Bunnell. this video about somebody I don't really. I don't really know, but okay. <laughs> However, um, and then your next another one. Another release came out to, yes, Tuesday. When the fuck is today? <laughs> when is today? That's a good question. Uh, it came out Tuesday, and it is called Minding the Gap. It is directed by Bing Liu. It came out in 2018 on Hulu. So it's actually the first Criterion release from Hulu. Wow. And I watched that today, and fuck, it's good. And you said documentary, right? Dude, it's a it's a 90 minute documentary about three friends who. Uh, bonded over skateboarding oh wow. that'd but be cool to see they your... go into like their stuff like when i was watching the trailer there's like this line where you, this the director because he talks during the film which it makes it more personal i think okay but he's like um so how how was discipline in your family and he's like 
Well, I think nowadays you'd call it child abuse. <laughs> I mean, that's the respect. That's pretty much true. <laughs> but it's like the, the the characters, the not characters, not character, the people are only like eighteen to twenty one. So like they're they're basically my age. Like yeah, so and, I think that's kind of relatable to you. Yeah, I kind of yeah, it's it's crazy too because like there's one there's like one line where the director he's like sitting there and he's talking to uh, his friend Kier mm-hmm. and he's like. His friend's like, yeah, well, you know, his friend, he's like, you know why I wanted to make this documentary? And his friend's like, well, I just figured you liked, you know, putting, putting stuff together like this. And he's like, your struggles reminded me of my own. Oh, wow. I was like, fuck. That's deep, yeah. There's well, like, be- there's like a, a segment where the director talks to his mom. Mm-hmm. And basically, I guess his, like, mom's boyfriend or step, like his stepfather was beating him and shit. And his mom was like, I, if I could go back, I would do it all over again. But you can't change the past. Yeah, wow. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I was like 9 o'clock in the morning. I just woke up. I'm sitting there drinking coffee, and I'm like, this movie's going to make me fucking cry. He's like, I was not prepared <laughs> for this. <laughs> well, that will be cool to see your, your views on that and your your overall consensus the, of, of that. The um, funny thing is, I posted that I was watching this on this Criterion group I'm in. Yeah. And one guy was like, dude, I don't think I would start my day off with this. <laughs> yeah, probably And then I was I mean, watching it, and I was like, why not? And you're like, oh. And I was like, it's pretty sad. Yeah, like holy home, shit. Bro. Like, it's, uh, it hits hard for me. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I mean, it's excited. We'll we'll be looking forward that, to that. That's next the time. one I'm actually like. I'm really excited to make that one because I really like that movie. Yeah. And now I've realized with the Criteria Critique, I'm like, there's gonna be some releases I don't like. Sure, and that's always gonna and be. And then a I'm thing. gonna watch it, and I'm gonna be like, I don't want to fucking make this video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's gonna be hard to do that sometimes, but you know, um, it's it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. They're gonna be like, here's this 1941 French film about this. I'm like, I don't want to fucking like, do this. Great, <laughs> this is amazing. It's <laughs> gonna be like another Salo coming out. I'll be like, I lo- oh my god, I Salo. gotta talk about this. <laughs> I've never even like watched Salo just from osmosis of listening to him and just <laughs> it's not every single time you want to watch something gross we can watch Salo. <laughs> it's not okay um i'm gonna fly through some of my films that i've watched um uh i watched some romance films because my sister i told my sister she could choose some films to watch on set uh, i was Saturday really night. confused when you logged these because i yeah, was like man. what the fuck kind of mood are you in tonight not one. <laughs> I, I, I watched after and after we collided um they're, they're based on a, a popular uh, book series the films themselves are meh. I mean, <laughs> I don't like, know, man. You're like sitting next to your sister. You're like staring at her death glare the entire film. Like, why do you do this to me? That is, I, I, I said me. that like probably 20 <laughs> times throughout the film. Not, it's not even a joke. I said that to her and she just laughed at me. Um, Dude, okay. So I, I didn't tell, I didn't tell you about this. So my sister and I watched this movie called uh, A Silent Voice and she stayed the night at my place on uh, last Saturday. Yeah. And like, I was like, yeah, you can pick a movie. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, yeah, just pick whatever you want. She picked this, or it's ten thirty. She picked this movie, A Silent Voice, and it's on Netflix. And I didn't realize that Netflix, like the time, counted down because I don't, I don't stream oh, yeah. very often, right? So yeah. I was, I was like, man, how long is it? Much longer is this movie? We're like forty seven minutes in. And I clicked the thing, and it's like an hour and forty seven. So my mind was like, oh, you're like an, an hour, hour left. left. All right, no, well, you were forty seven <laughs> minutes in, and there was still an hour and forty seven minutes left. That's a long movie, and dude. I was like sitting there, I was like, all right, yeah, you know, an hour I can do that, and like another like forty minutes in by, and I was like. What the fuck? And I clicked the time again. I was like, "Oh fuck me!" It it's like down it's like, like an hour left. It's like a, it's like twelve thirty at night. And I'm like, "Fucking Christ!" Yeah. And my sister Wait, looks no, at me she, and she goes, "You know, I didn't realize this movie was this long." I'm like, "You lying bitch!" Like you fucking oh my knew. My, my sister did that. My sister did the exact same thing because I was like, I was sitting there where we watched the first one right after, and I was like, "Eh, okay, fine." But sex doesn't mean you love each, love each other. But whatever. And then. <laughs> 
And then she's like, well, watch the second one. And I'm like, it's like 11 o'clock at night. By the time we finish this, it's like one in the morning. And we got through like half of it. And she's like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I was like, no, we're finishing this now. We're halfway through it. <laughs> Dude, my little sister was so awake. We are watching that movie. She was just like, this is really good. I'm like. I want to go to bed, dude. Like, I got to work at 11. Like, so, shit. Yeah, I watch some <laughs> random romance movies that, like, I, I wouldn't say romance is my, isn't my thing. I just think, you know, and this is something I realized with somebody that, I don't remember who said this, I but I saw this recently, is that a lot of films use, like, sorry, like horror films, uh, like, use horror as a destination rather than the vehicle to make the film. And that's kind of what I feel like this thing was. It wasn't about Rome. It wasn't, like, about romance and like romantic relationships it was just like romance was the means to an end and that's you know that's a shitty romance yeah that's why i said i didn't feel anything when i was watching this i didn't yeah. feel the connection to them there's a lot of romances like that though where they're like oh they looked each other across the street they're in love and you're like it's like they it's... had sex 20 they had sex like every five minutes they're in love that's not how it works like that's what happened in the fly oh my god <laughs> jeff goldblum and her just fucked all the time and I mean, it's like emotional connection you're like well, but, not really okay, but <laughs> when it's jeff goldblum <laughs> <laughs> it's an exception so you, um, you, you wouldn't recommend me to watch these uh, no no please don't <laughs> why don't we talk about these again thank you very much um i'm gonna watch them for next week and just bring them up be like guess what i watched mitchell <laughs> yeah there's actually like five books so i think there's gonna be like three more movies and i'm sure i'm gonna have to watch these at some point so i'm sure we'll talk about it again at some point i just don't five think. there's five books in this theory series I can't just stop now like the Diversion series did. Like, just didn't, doesn't work. Just leave it. <laughs> stop, stop. Yeah, man. I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess I'll find out. But um, I also watched the Chris Hemsworth um, directed by Russo Brothers. Oh, no. Sorry. It wasn't directed by the Russo Brothers. The Russo Brothers um, were producers. It was their company, Agbo Films. Uh, Extraction on Netflix, the Netflix film. Um, yeah, man. It's not very good. I know. I saw you gave it like two stars, and I was like, "Oof!" It's it's kind of disappointing to be honest. With you. Like, it just seems so cool. It's, but it's like, like, it's like one of those films where they bring star power in, and they're like, "This will make people watch it." And then you're like, "Chris Hemsworth, I love Chris Hemsworth." Yeah. And you're watching, you're like, "Exactly." Eh. It like the action scenes were great, but I didn't care about any of it. Like, it just seems so like, I don't, I don't know. It was like the action scenes. It's like if you had John Wick, but you didn't have the you scene didn't where have he, the, you didn't have the, the dog scenes. scenes. No, you just oh, didn't have like you didn't have the, the point at the beginning of him killing his dog. So there's no point to the whole movie. You're just going through killing people. You're like, okay, action's cool, but whatever. That's what I feel about most Michael Bay movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's no there's no destination to get to between explosion and explosion. It's just explosions the entire time. And I'm like, action. You need more <laughs> action without narrative purpose. It's just visual the, noise. Think about Kingsman. There's so much action right. in those films, but, it means but there's a reason for right. it. Right. But that's that's something I've heard from. I don't know if anybody have heard of Jan, John Campia that's listened to this. But what he's always said is that action without narrative purpose is just visual noise. It's like, but I feel like okay. So hot take, hot take. Okay, action films are made for people that don't get movies. I'm just sitting here in silence, like I'm thinking. <laughs> Um, okay, I would say certain types of action movies. You're right. Like if you're well, like, okay, if you're think think about, about Marvel because Marvel's action, but mm-hmm. there's a broader thing to it. But when you have films like um, The Rock or uh, Transformers, well, that's why you call them popcorn flips. Popcorn flips because you know they're not going to be that great. You know there's no like depth to them. It's just it's just for a good explosions and fun and like good time. But see, a bit of action. I'll I'll use my dad for an example here. My dad <laughs> loves action films. Sure. Like he he is one of those people that th- that sees like an action film and goes like oh it looks so good, but they're not good, they're not they're not. He's like he shows me this movie called Source Code right and I was like all right and he's like the Source like, Code is fun. 
or I think it might, it might, it might not be source code. I think it's code. I think it's just called code. It starts in Antonio Banderas and Morgan Freeman. I don't know why my mind was thinking Michael Fox. I was like, oh, that guy's white. <laughs> oh, my, oh, oh, Michael Fox because Lucia, because Michael Fox is a uh, is Batman, right? And that's from right, yeah. And that was he played. Okay, anyways. But anyway, uh, yeah. So no, it's just Fox. It's just an action scenes after action scenes. And I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Is like there are some movies where it's just it's just, literally is just action for no purpose. Like there is literally not anything. It was just a movie built to be able to throw in the theaters for some. But, but then box. there's films like you get Saving Private Ryan where there's action, but there's purpose Again, behind it. Like we we're talking about with a vehicle, like action being the destination right and that's just the point of them you know it's just really just action versus action being the vehicle that they use to deliver their story that's really the where it comes from but it makes it makes action films suffer because it's like yeah sure. you can you can have action i but feel like they've like, moved away from that for the most part for the most more recent years i haven't really seen a whole like a film like that recently i like, feel like they're getting better but i also feel like I'm, I'm a little bit more picky about things i see they're action oriented i watch a lot of dramas anymore yeah because those have more grounded stories for me to enjoy Sure, because like action films are kind of unbelievable for me anymore, but dramas are real people. I mean, I think that's the thing though is you use films as an escape for things. You don't really, I mean, at least when I watch an action movie, I don't expect it to be real. I mean, I don't expect anything. I mean, like Fast and Furious, and we'll get we'll get into that when it comes out. Yeah, I was like, I almost did not get fined a million dollars. I almost did, I swear. But um, you're like. In the new one, we're like, no, shut up, Mitchell. Shut we up. can't talk about that. It's like shuts the camera down. <laughs> <laughs> totally did not see that. Um, uh, yeah, but but like in Fast and Furious like type films where the action is just like there, it's just like uh, I don't know, man. This is not worth it. But I'll just I'll just say this about Fast and Furious because we're not talking about it. But um, I'm watching the series it. backwards technically. Like I've yeah. seen I've seen one, two, five, six. Six, yeah, I've seen six. I think I've seen six. And eight uh, plus one. Five, six, seven, eight, and then one I can't talk about. So it's just eight plus one, you know. <laughs> but I haven't seen three, four. Or no, I haven't seen five. I haven't seen fast five. So I haven't th- seen three, four, or five. And then I was watching the sixth one for the uh top boxes box office mojo, and I was yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck got to this point, but all right, like this is the whole movie is just made here to get Letty back, and I feel like that's what they're doing. Every single movie is just focused on a character. But the last two sure. movies family has been focused on Dom. And I'm like, I get it. Vin Diesel's the main character. But, like, you guys can do more. You know what I do want to say, though? Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> Every oh review God, on Letterboxd. Yes, <laughs> Dude, I watched Good Burger. I didn't even know this film existed until, like, the, like two days ago. I watched, it's um, you had a Nickelodeon no childhood. film. Well, I guess not. But I just <laughs> did not even know this thing existed. And I watched this film called Good, Good Burger, it is amazing. Like I had to know how much fun I would have. I don't, I don't know what I gave it. I think I even like, gave it, like a three. Dude, but the funniest thing though was you was would you like sent me a clip and I was like, "Good Burger." You're like, "What the fuck?" I was so mad. <laughs> okay, I sent him like the most random clip from that movie ever. It wasn't even like I, well, I think I sent. To, oh, I guess I did send that one clip later. But whatever, I sent I just like the most random clip ever. And I was just, and he's like, "Good Burger." I'm like, "How did you? How?" how? And my whole how? thing was like, "It's the only thing I know that Keenan Thompson has been in." Yeah, and that's why I'm just like, how dare you guess this on the first try? Like, I, I, I always like send the weirdest things so like, you just can't get. I, I, I do it on purpose. Like, you can't guess what I'm watching, and then you just like say, like, try to guess. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm not telling you. And then first try, good burger. Like, what the fuck? Like, All right, you know what? I quit. Like, 
Um, but yeah, like I just didn't. I just had a lot of fun with this film. Not really anything this um, like praise about, but I don't know. I think I might. I probably. It's like, keep it's it like, on it's like a nice like comedy film. Yeah, I mean, it's just like very like. It's one, stupid, those, it's one of those Nickelodeon films that you just like. You know, it's bad, but it's like it's so dumb. It's funny. I know it's just it's charming too. I don't know. I've never seen it, so I don't actually know what <laughs> what happens. I'm, but I, I have to like watch it again. No, I want to say super soon, but I'm, I think it's gonna be on something that I would want to watch regularly because it's it's, it's pretty good. With that down, let's move on to our film verse feature. Each week, we pick a movie that the other person wants to watch, and I picked uh, Yatch. 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 <laughs> and I uh, picked Harrison Ford's uh, 1982 Blade Runner. Um, man, this film is not that great. No, I was really bored throughout the entire thing. I guess I, this is also one of those things that also confuses me of why so many people think it's a, it's a good film. You know what's funny? Okay, so... I remember when 2049 came out, a guy right. I worked with was like so excited because he was such a huge fan of Blade Runner. And I was like, you know, I was, how old was I? I think I was like 17 at the time. And I was like, all right, well, I've never seen Blade Runner, so I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> and then um, I was like, you know, I should probably check that out because, like, you know, it's iconic, right? Sure. Yeah, no. Well, no. here's the thing. I'm so, I'm so mad. I mean, I I understand it if this is like back in the day you first watched this when it came out and under the context of that scenario and not having seen some of the films that have come out after that point. Yeah, this seems like I'm sure this could seem really cool and awesome and new and like interesting. But but now it's just like it feels too long. It takes too long to get to the you know, too much to get to the point. 30 minutes and nothing had happened. Yeah, too much just I have a 2-hour runtime. Yeah, there's just too many scenes that are just like too dry. Oh, okay. So in the final, the final confrontation that takes forty five fucking minutes, that nothing happens. It's just the guy taunting him the entire time. Yeah, man. What and following him around, he's like, "I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you." It's like, oh my fucking god, just do something, fight something, fuck. Yeah, there wasn't hardly, and I just, I thought there was going to be something more interesting, intriguing, uh, you know, thought provoking that would happen, but it was just really just Harrison Ford dragging down these six replicants. Yeah, and dude, I, oh my god, I hate L.A. being the fucking place. They should have done New York or something. Uh, see, my or Japan. Is, like, I get it. Like, just, like it's already Japanese inspired. Just make like they my go thing to is Japan. like it didn't even look like anything f- like from Earth. No, if you weren't told like, oh, this is in L.A., you would have no clue. It's yeah, in I mean, LA. there's no point. You, you could have just said you could have just said like futuristic Earth, and it wouldn't have mattered where it was because there was no sp- specific elements of L.A. that like you could see. I am really interested to see if 2049 is any good, though. Me too, because I like the lore very much of this I li- I feel franchise. Like, I, I told Mitchell this when we were watching it. I was like, I feel like we would enjoy 2049 so much more than this. But that depends if, on what they did. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't hear great things from it, so I don't know. But I think it has like a 3.5 on Letterboxd. Yeah, but this film has a highlight on Letterboxd, too. So well, That doesn't matter. It's old. I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, how the movies we watch are like, old. You sound like me now. <laughs> it's old. I don't care. <laughs> I watch old movies all the time. Some of them aren't very good, but they still have high ratings. Like that—that's just. I feel like that's like. I feel people, like that's these cinephiles. Yeah, people look at it with cinephiles. rose-colored glasses. You know, like they're like, well, everyone says it's great, so it must be great. Even if I didn't have a fun time, I still have to say it's great because it's supposed to be great. Yeah, it's I like eh, eh. Four point uh, tw- one. Four point one. Uh, one hundred and sixty-four minutes. I think it just. Because just the fact that it looks cleaner, I feel like I probably would like it more. Ryan Gosling's in it. I like him. I like Ryan Gosling too. There's like one of those actors that I don't like, but I like him. Dry was interesting, but that's a different topic. Um, but yeah, Jared overall, Leto's in it. Oh wow! Well, overall, Blade <laughs> Dave Runner, Batista's in it. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We need. I need to fucking watch that then. I like Dave Bautista. Um, I feel like that it had a lot of Fifth Element. Uh, I got a lot of motifs. Alien vibe. Not. Not Fifth Element. But the Fifth, but the fifth Element was like alien. there was a lot, a lot of like the flying cars. There was kind of like even the shots seemed a lot of Fifth Element. Really. I kind of feel. I, I, I did feel the alien too, but it was really Scott. So. Well, I honestly feel like this started out with an, as an alien side project, and then it just transformed into its own movie. Yeah, and I liked Harrison Ford in it. Like he was good in it. He was stale to me. He didn't have much of a personality other than like, oh, I'm a cop. I mean, he just feels like what he does in Hans in Star Wars. He feels like the exact same character. I would say that's a good thing. No, but I don't really like his Han Solo either. I mean, I don't know. That's my thing though. He just seems Harrison Fordy. Like, he, honestly, Indiana Jones. He just plays the same character, but just different, just in different. Dude, parts. okay. So talking about Indiana Jones, the game. Well, not even like the game. Oh. First off, they confirmed the fifth one, which we talked about. Right. Super excited for that, actually. But also, like, he looks from going from Han Solo to Indiana Jones. It looks like a totally fucking different actor. Oh, yeah, for sure. It fucking bothers the shit out of me. Because there's some time I'm like, that's fucking Han Solo, but it doesn't look like Han Solo in my head. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely has a different um, aesthetic. When it's like wearing. his fucking jawline changes and shit. Like, I can't explain it, but he just looks different. Maybe he cut, he slims down a little bit. I don't know. Beefs up. He, I think maybe he beefs up for Han Solo. Like, he just, like, gets, gets a little bit chubbier. <laughs> I was thinking of Han Solo. I was like, dude, he's a stick. What the fuck do you mean he gets chubbier? No, but, like, his face. He gets a little, like, more blah, blah. But no, I, uh, I don't know. Blade Runner was not my vibe. I'm not a sci-fi fan, though, so take that with a pinch of salt. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. what. It, see, my thing is, like, what is sci-fi? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. like Star Phineas Trek. and Ferb. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, it's on a sci-fi list. I don't understand. <laughs> but, I mean, I like Star Trek. I like... Um, I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. Obviously, I'm sure who doesn't like Star Wars. Um, I, just, I like I like The Martian, which is another Ridley Scott movie, so I can't say it's just Ridley Scott I don't like because I've had a couple things of his I like. Gladiator. I haven't seen Gladiator. But it's a Ridley Scott movie. Like I like that. Like he's done good shit. I just don't like his science fiction shit. That's fair. I mean, his. And I think it's. Be, I don't know why. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Ad Astra is terrible. That's not really Scott, is it? No, but it's a sci-fi movie, <laughs> and I just wanted to out Ad Astra for being. I'm gonna, ass. I'm gonna, come, I'm gonna agree. I don't like Ad Astra either. But that's well, that's not part of this. That's... We talked about Blade Runner, um, and now it's time for you to announce the next week's film verse feature. I was gonna pick it last week, but I'm picking this week. We're watching Clerks. Yes, dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so yes, I really, uh, yes, I'm so excited. I haven't seen this, and I've been meaning to for a while because this oh, but... is part of that. Um, What's his name? The Kevin Smith, right? It's Kevin Smith's directorial debut that he did. He paid for by himself by maxing out like ten credit cards. And Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck's not in this one. He's in Mallrats. Okay, but there's there's this one. There's Mallrats, and then there's Mallrats chasing Amy. And chasing Amy. Jay and Silent Bob. Mm. Like three of theirs. Yeah. Dogma, which is really weird, but it's, I like it. But those, but the trilogy though, or the the Clerks trilogy. Two has Rosario Dawson in it. Oh, I like Rosario Dawson. You don't like her bad. I don't like her. My reason is it's not even like she's a bad actress. I'm just like I don't, I'm, so I'm, much I'm sick of seeing shows. her. I'm done with that. Everything I fucking watch she's somehow in and I don't like it. <laughs> Star Wars, there she is. No, dude, okay, so I th- I'm sure we talked about this before. But for those of you not not, not in the habit of listening to the episodes, she's in Daredevil, Iron Fist, Pun- <laughs> Punisher, I'm pretty sure. No, she's not in Punisher. I don't think she showed in Punisher, but she's in Iron Fist, Luke Cage, 
Jessica Jones. I'm like, why? Why the fuck are you in all these? You don't have a reason to be all these. And then I watched like a she's Zombieland a two, and then she's in Zombieland two. I'm oh, like, yeah. stop, fuck off. I'm sick of seeing your face. Like I don't need it. And then they're like, she's playing a soak. I'm like, no, like get away. I'm done with you. Like I don't need this. I was the exact oh, opposite. And, I was like, yes, watched, please give me more. And then I watched Clerks two, and she was there, and I was like, why? Like you just felt so, tortured by Rosario Dawson. It's like she's such a good actress. I'm so sick of seeing her. <laughs> I and that was my exact opposite reaction. Every like she, I love seeing her. Every time I saw her in like one of the shows pop up, I'm like, yes, I love her. I'm gonna see what else she's in because I'm sure she's in something else that I'm just like completely forgetting about. She's just there. I'm like, Ugh. oh, oh, sorry to bother you. She was in that uh, the Lego Batman that. movie. She was in that Death Proof. She was in. I watched that during my fucking Marvel run. I don't remember Men in Black Two. I guess she's in the Lego Batman count though. It's an animated film. You can't see her. I think she played Barbara Gordon in that one. Yeah, but you don't see her, so I don't count. That counts to me. I mean, I guess we could hear her, but if you don't have to see... Oh, God. I was talking about Mike. Uh, yeah, but like, anyways. Dude, she's in so many shit that I'm just like... You don't but Clark's... To... Yay. I'm, I'm like, you don't to... need to be in, though. <laughs> it's like torture for me. I'm like, stop being in everything I watch. I don't need to see you, you know, in everything. Wait, no. you, know who, you know who does that? Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> You'll see him. You're like, hey! <laughs> No, dude, that's Matt Damon. I don't. I haven't seen anything. There, Matt Damon. There's a list on Letterbox of people that just be like movies. I find that Matt Damon just shows up in. He's like, hey. <laughs> it's like he just shows. He's not even in the cast list, really. He's not a main cast member. He just shows up, and I was like, thinking about like he's probably just friends with one of them. Is like, can I just show up on the movie? I'll I'll take a cup of coffee like Brad Pitt did. I'm in the neighborhood, bro. Let me in. All right, man. Well, I just like being in movies. <laughs> exactly. Who the well, fuck was he? Was she in Men in Black Two? Uh, she was in Men in Black 2. Laura Vasquez. I don't know who the fuck that is. I haven't seen Men in Black 2 since I was a kid. Wow. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for joining us as we drooled over the Deadpool NCR 17. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Letterboxd right now. Mitchell, look at the name of this movie. Emo the Musical. The fuck? Yeah, there's also... Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. But um, there's also a different type of musical that I'll, I'll have to tell you about later. But um, <laughs> I'm Thank you, guys. Like- I'm sorry. I got so shocked by seeing this movie called Emo the Musical. I'm like, why? Why the fuck is this made? All right. Sorry. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we drooled over the Deadpool NCR 17 MCU remix, grounded yet another theatrical debut delay, and dive deep into the filmverse to dis- discuss movies like Blade Runner, Bridge on the River Kwai, Anna Mona Lisa, and Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger, home with Good Burger. Can I Welcome take to Good order? Burger, home with Good Burger. Dude, there's so many reviews. They're just saying that, and I was losing my I shit. I love it. <laughs> uh, new episodes come out every Friday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get every t- updates every time we post. Um, remember, we, uh, remember to check out Criterion Critique. I'll be posting vi- re- videos about the latest releases from Criterion Collection. Soon, hopefully. I guess, uh, He's like, soon, hopefully. Yeah. I'm really, really procrastinating this Bonnell thing, man. I'm just like... Hey, we'll get there. People, you know, people you know, are not going to like me. We'll we'll get it on track, and we'll start doing you know we'll start doing things. It's going to be um, a good good thing going there for us. So, uh, if you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can stalk us on Instagram at Into the Filmverse Podcast. Bryce, where can people follow you and your wonderful adventures? Well, you can find me on Letterbox at Pain Reviews, P A Y N E Reviews. You can find me on Instagram at Pain Love Cinema, and you can find me at Twitter at Sanguine Films. Beautiful, and you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, um, by simply following me on Facebook and Instagram at author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and a letterbox at Mitch Reviews. And Mitch and Mitchell is both with a Y, so that's M Y T C H E L. That's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles, and until next week, Excelsior! Excelsior!